Yes, it's Thursday. It's February 8. This is the Big Sports Breakfast on Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab. A very good morning to you if you are just tuning in. We're going to look at the Knights shortly and speak to their back rower, Adam Elliott. Fresh off a wedding in the off-season as well. Do you play better after you get married, Loz? Uh, well, I retired. <laughs> <laughs> And then I retired the next year. So, yeah, that's how mine went. (laughs) Say no more. I won't ask you, pup. Don't worry. Uh, (laughs) Uh, I think I had my best year, actually. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I think 2000. I think I got married in 2012. Oh, that ended up a good. That was was my scoring triple hundreds and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Good. Well, Adam Elliott's coming You're up welcome. shortly. Uh, after, well, the Knights, 10 <laughs> wins in a row. Uh, of course, lost that final to the Warriors. But considering, I think they were 14th in June last season. And uh, we were talking about Adam O'Brien. Uh, probably lucky to see out the season. Well, he's on the verge of getting a three-year extension. Uh, rugby league can change in a heartbeat, can't it? But it was a great season in the end for them. So looking forward to having a chat with Adam shortly. Uh, just last night in the cricket, the Aussie women were well beaten by South Africa at North City Oval in a rain-affected match, 6 for 229. The South Africans, the Aussies, were in froth and bubble. Uh, they were 8 for 71 when Alana King was dismissed in the at the end of the 14th over. But then an outstanding partnership between Kim Garth, who was not out 42, and Ash Gardner, who was carrying a hamstring niggle, uh, 35. They put on 77, and at one point you thought, hello, they could see the Aussies home here, but uh, in the end, uh, Gardner nicked one behind and Megan shoot the last player out. So 149 they were bowled out for, so it looks pretty comfortable. An 84 run under the Duckworth-Lewis method in the end to the South Africans there last night. In rugby, we had the John Eels medal for uh, and the Rugby Australia 2023 awards, or the awards for last year, 2023, last night in Sydney. And 25-year-old Brumby's flanker and Wallaby's back rower, Rob Valentini, uh, finished ahead of Angus Bell and Marika Corbette uh, to win the John Eels medal there last night. Valentini certainly in a very difficult year for the Wallabies, had a good one and was one of the Wallabies' best. Harry Grant, just in uh, the NRL as well for the Melbourne Storm, announced as the new captain of the Melbourne Storm. So he replaces Christian Welsh, who's actually no, no longer even in their leadership group. So Cameron Munster and Jerome Hughes, vice-captains and assistants to Harry Grant. And another three players in their leadership group are Josh King, Tui Kamakamitha, Ryan Pappenhausen as well. That's a good endorsement of Pappenhausen, considering he's barely played for quite a while. You know what? Players that have had bad or rotten luck with injury, you just want to see them have a long stretch of being able to stay on the field. And Ryan Pappenhausen is one of these players that excites people. And regardless of whether you follow the storm or not, you just want to see those players have some luck, stay on the field and light the the field up because they're so great to watch. You know, I think everyone wants to see Ryan Pappenhausen have some luck, stay on the field and just show us what he's got. Because a couple of years ago, he was on the verge of playing rep football and, you know, exciting young talent, but it's sort of been taken from him the last couple of years with some serious injury. So good luck to him and good luck to his horse this weekend because I know he's a oh, horse that's owner. right. Mm. You're in Foxy Cleopatra together. How could I forget? All right, time to talk Knights. And joining us now, 143 games, 29 years of age, heading into his ninth NRL season. 
Great to be joined by Knights forward Adam Elliott. Adam, good morning. How are you? Yeah, good morning. Thanks for having me on. Good to have you on, mate. And firstly, I guess, why should Knights fans be confident that the side, you know, will continue with the momentum you gained at the back end of last season? Yeah, I think we've got a bit of a saying um, here at the moment that you get confidence from evidence. And I think we probably gave our town, our supporters, a bit of that evidence last year. Um, I know they they certainly turn up in numbers and they love watching us defend our trial line. And, you know, we've we got some pretty flashy players out in our back line as well that they obviously love watching and, and um, scoring tries and, and racing away for runaways. But... You know, I think they uh, more than anything loved the effort they saw. Uh, you know, when our backs were against the wall and, and we had to defend our trial line last year, that we kept turning up for each other. So, I think they can be confident that we'll have that same attitude this year. And um, you know, from our standpoint, we're really excited. We've we've just broken the record for the most memberships at the club too. So it's a really exciting time for the Knights and and, and our whole area and community because it's a real community club. Adam, I'm sure, every, well, every team's the same in pre-season. You, you get absolutely flogged uh, and everyone comes back fit and, and firing and excited and ready to go. But what are some of the areas that I guess you boys took from last season and have worked on during this pre-season to make you a more consistent team this year? Yeah, you're right, Clark. I think it's um, it's been a really good one for us because last year we implemented a, a whole new system um, and the, in the way that we wanted to defend. And I know for people that aren't, you know, in the club and in and around it every day, you probably think that most teams in the NRL just defend the same way. But uh, once, you know, once you have a few different coaches and you bounce around a few different clubs, you, you do really find the, the good defensive coaches are the ones that have their own system and have a really strong belief in it. And we, um, you know, we were really lucky last year. We had Brian McDermott come over from England and he's worked with Rory Kosh-Jason, who's... Um, you know, not so long retired himself. So he's been part of the playing group and I just feel like he really gets it and they work really, really well together. But it was a hard system for us to pick up last year and it was, it involves a lot of running and it involves being really fit. Um, and I think towards the back end of the year, you know, we sort of sunk our teeth into it a bit. So instead of getting to pre-season and having to learn it all over again and get those running legs back into us, we're able to just build on that. And then on the flip side of that, we've been lucky with... Um, with our attack as well, we we played some pretty basic football last year. With um, you know, try and knock the front door down, create a bit of space for Caelan Ponga, um, who's a pretty handy player. But this year, you know, we're hoping to build on that foundation and that way that we want to play, but also you know, add a few more layers to our attack because I think you know, saw us fall short in that second round of the semi-finals last year, and I think towards the back end of the season, that's when you really do need to start adding a few layers to your game. So. We're not getting too far ahead of ourselves, but it's been good to get in here and get flogged. That's what this time of year is about. But also look at developing our game and building on what we did last year. Yeah, Adam, you mentioned Kalen and what a back end of the season he had. Won the Dally M and was terrific. How's he looking this off-season? How's he training? Is he more confident than ever? Have you noticed a change in him? How is he? Yeah, he's really good. He's, um, he's bouncing around. Between him and Bradman, um, they're always at the front when it comes to, you know, our, our competing, whether it's, you know, an offside touch game or whatever, or just the, the flat out, just running the legs off you and, and doing some conditioning out there. The two of them are always leading the way. And, you know, they're probably the two boys that had, you know, the best seasons for us last year. So mm. they've turned out with great attitudes. And 
Um, yeah, KP is obviously uh, cruising. You know, loves everyone. Everyone loves him. But when he's uh, when he's out there on the trainer paddock at the moment, he's looking really sharp, and he's certainly got that competitive edge about him. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to him having an in- uninterrupted start of the season. He's he's in some really good nick now, and I think we're all at a period where you know this is sort of the last week of preseason, but we're all really excited to start playing footy, and we're we're lucky the core group of boys here, everyone's fit and touch wood, we um, get on the paddock and we're ready to go. Yeah, you look like you've got good depth this year at Newcastle and in particular in key positions and I think the question mark on Newcastle last year was how they're going to go in the halves, how they're going to go in the hooking position, but all of a sudden, Jackson Hastings, Tyson Gamble just played out of their skin. Uh, Phoenix Crossland is a hooker. Just was unbelievable. You throw in Jack Cogger who you bought from Penrith, you get Jaden Braley back it's a good headache for the coach to have. Yeah, it definitely is. We sort of, you know, you toss up in the locker room the way you think it might fall. And we've been, um, you know, those boys have been rotating and, and building combinations between themselves because I think it's just so neck and neck. You, you don't quite know who's who's edging their way to get the to get the starting position. So, like you said, it's a good headache to have. Phoenix, I think he's certainly found his position. Like he, he was sort of a hybrid there for the first few years of his career, but I think it's been really good to see him get the nine on his back and own it. And, and he's out there working so hard with Bedsy all the time, trying to you know pick up those little subtleties that people have at number nine, like your Harry Grant and you know Cameron Smith, obviously when he played. And if Phoenix just keeps developing his game, obviously getting Brails back and having Brails fit, they're going to be pushing each other and getting better week after week. So it's really exciting for us. What about these two troll games, buddy? you got the Sharks and Storm. Um, will you play full-strength teams? It's about opportunity. And again, like Loz and I spoke about it the other day, how do you guys take these troll games for, I guess, the situation and position the Knights are in? Is it, you know, like like a training session or is it more important leading into game one? Yeah, I think we've got to... Probably this, this first trial, I'm not too sure what the coach is going to run out, but it's, it's been pretty instrumental since the start of the uh, pre-season that that second trial is going to be a... One, it's going to be a trial for your position if there is a couple of positions up for grabs yeah, and a bit of competition around that. Um, but secondly, it's about you know, getting us hard fit because we've got the Raiders straight off the bat up here on a Thursday night, um, which we know is just going to be you know, a big battle. We always have massive games against them and I know, I'm playing down there myself. I know... Um, You've got to be up for it. So that, that second trial certainly will be, you know, up with game intensity. The, the first trial, I'm not too sure whether he's going to give a few of the younger blokes a chance to sort of see if they can potentially push for a spot during the year when there's an injury or we've got a bit of a test in depth. But um, he'll have a few boys out for that week as well with the All-Stars game. Um, so there's a bit going on this first weekend. I'm not too sure how that will look. Are you playing All-Stars this year? Has yeah. the squad been announced? Yep. No, it hasn't been announced. Yeah. I think it's going to get announced at some stage today, but yeah. I'll be playing, which is really exciting. Obviously, last time I got to play, it was under the great man, Laurie Daly. So I'm looking forward to it. It's improved since. At least you might get a crack now that he's not there, buddy. <laughs> uh, just by the way, round one, Loz. Yeah. Newcastle v Canberra. Who are you tipping? The Raiders. In Newcastle, you're tipping the Raiders? Yeah. Gee, you're loyal. You've got to be loyal. 
You I got... could have told you that. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> and I was all over Adam when he was playing for the Raiders. Yeah. When are we doing Raiders, you know? I want to know who his wooden spoon is no, this they're year. Coming they're up. not winning mate, the wooden spoon. Well, mate, if you look at our messages, a lot of people think they're winning. They're not losing. They're winning the wooden spoon. No, they're not winning wooden spoons. Uh, one of you our... Know, Go you know it. when you text, you know when you text someone, it's got a iMessage that goes through blue. <laughs> yeah. um, so when I was at the Raiders, my phone would be ringing all the blurry data. Ah, it's how you go, mate. Everything going well. You put it up here. I'll send text messages now. They go through green and stuff. Like that. Sorry, mate, I've got you under a different name. I've got you under Elliot Whitehead. Uh, There's only one big red log. (laughs) In fact, I just asked Loz earlier, Adam, you know, obviously you got married in the off-season. I was like, Loz, how did you go? Did you play better after you got married? And he said... Actually, I ended up retiring. <laughs> <laughs> Not a good omen for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think things have been going a bit better for me since Bill's come in. So hopefully, hopefully I'll stay on the for a little bit longer. <laughs> uh, we've got a question here. How are your... Well, one of our listeners puts it... Can you ask Adam about their pommy recruits, or otherwise known as Will Price and Kai Pierce Paul, and how they're going? Yeah, the boys are settled in really well. Um... Will Price is like, you know, just your typical young, um, full of energy, bit of a larrikin, bit of a class clown. I, I love being around him. He's hilarious. Um, and Clyde Pierce Paul is an absolute giant. I didn't realise how big he was. He sort of looks, he looks like he's a little bit skinny almost because he's so tall, but he's a big, imposing character. And he um, he's probably a little bit more laid back, a bit more professional, but once you get to know him, he's certainly got that like pommy banter, and the boys are settled in really well. Um, they're both training really hard out there at the moment too, so it'll be great to see him. Um, you know, I'd say Kyle will be looking at lining up and getting a spot in round one. I'm not too sure about Will, but he'll definitely be in the team throughout the year. So it's going to be great to see how they, you know, join our squad and, and where they fit in and what they can bring to us. Any of your old Raiders teammates you want to call out heading into game one, like Joe Tarpany, Josh Papali'i, just uh, one of the small fellas. You've got you've got their number. Yeah, no, I'll, Tommy Starling, I'll call him out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll still stay in touch with the boys. It's, um, it's exciting that we're playing them straight off the bat. I can get that one over and done with. It's one of those games that, I don't know, it's funny. I play against the Bulldogs. I really look forward to it. And, probably a few obvious reasons why I really look forward to that one. But when I play against the Raiders, it's almost like, oh, I don't know, you, you want to win, but you don't want to hurt your mate's feelings. I'm really close to them boys down there. And, um, yeah, Elliot, Elliot Whitehead said he might even stay up for a couple of nights after we play him. And it'll be good to catch up with the boys. Uh, great stuff. Well, mate, really good to chat to you. Looking forward to how, seeing how you and the Knights go after such a great finish to last season. Thanks for your time, Adam. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, guys. Good yeah, on you, mate. Good year, buddy. Adam Elliott. The market with Tab. So that is the Thursday night game after the two games in Vegas. So the third match of round one uh, on the 7th of March. Newcastle $1.40 and the Raiders $2.90 plus 7.5 at the line with Tab are the Raiders. And, of course, they game, met that in that pulsating yeah. final. Yeah. Good game. Uh, yeah, it was very week good one game. of the finals very good went game. to extra time. Great game of footy, yeah. which the Knights were very lucky to win. Yeah, I think... The back end of the season caught up with Newcastle last year. 
because they were chasing their tail because mm. they didn't win enough games. And you look at their last two performances, they fell over the line against the Raiders and then they got beaten by the Warriors. Well yeah. Mm. So I think they just run out of juice. Mm-hmm. Um, but Adam's like one of the most improved players in the comp. You know, he just seems to keep getting better, Loz. Yeah, the last couple of years, he's yeah. got better and better. You, Good work to have in your club. And he speaks so well. But do you reckon that's a little bit of that, you know, leadership helps certain people? I feel like, I know time, the more you play, age, maturity, all that stuff. Mm. But I feel like he's just got natural leadership qualities that... I don't know. When you're a youngster, sometimes you don't get the opportunity to express that. Like you sort of, you know, you want to be respectful and not tread on anyone else's toes. But I feel like he's he's, he's a natural leader. Like he's got that in him. Yeah. And I think it's bring it's brought the best out of his footy as well. Yeah, I think you mentioned the word maturity. I think everyone matures at a different stage yeah. in, in their life. And yeah. I think that he's obviously got a bit of footy behind him, but matured... Um, He's infectious, his personality. Yeah. You know, he's always yeah, up and always excited and trains well, plays well, good teammate to be around. Um, and I think they earn that respect mm. from the way they go about it. Jared Duffy, a very good morning to you. Morning, Mido. Uh, let's go stateside. In fact, let's start with the golf in the Phoenix Open, uh, the party hall. You been, Duff? No, no, I think... I don't like crowds, you know, that's, that's too many people for me, 100,000 people around a hole. But it, it sort of set the, the theme for a lot of these golf events around the world now, hasn't it? So you say Phoenix Open, straight away you think of the the party hole. And we've got a movement, uh, some movement at the top of the market here. Scotty Scheffler, who's won the last two. Uh, he's been six into five. Uh, Justin Thomas at 11. Max Homer, 13, along with Jordan Spieth. The rest are 21 or better. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama's won this a couple of times. He's 34 and as far as the Aussies are concerned pretty light on this year. Minwoo Lee's 26. Uh, we've got uh, who else have we got? Adam Scott at 41 and Aaron Badley a 300 to 1 pop. With the Phoenix Open, do they have any novelty uh, bets? Because I'm, I'm looking to see whether there's a hole in one at the party hole. I haven't had a look at that, but there's normally a hole in one for each and every tournament, and it's it's actually uh, it, it's not as big a price as what you would think Isn't it was. It? Right. No, well, it happens that often. There's a famous yeah. book that was written in the 80s, um, and it was called The Hole in One Gang. If you can get hold of it, it's a good read. And in those days, it was uh, some plungers that were landed in the UK because obviously it's pre-internet and all of that. Yeah. And this, this group of people worked out that a hole in one at a tournament was actually around about a three dollar chance at best. Really? And and well, that's right. And and yeah. you know, you'd go in and, and we well, say to somebody, "What price a hole in one today?" I'd say a hundred to one. Yeah. But no, the all the prices were all wrong. So it happens that regularly that you'd be surprised when when you go and have a look. It's around about the two dollar fifty mark. Well, there you well go. for the Phoenix, so, but but they, this is just generally across all yeah. par threes. That's it's it. Not just yeah. the party yeah. holes. So yeah. yes is a dollar seventy five with tab. No is two dollars. Well, there you <laughs> I go. I would have thought it wow. would be a longer price. No, I think yeah. that's right. You will find at this tournament, yeah. there's nearly one every year, and there's actually yeah. nearly one at every tournament. Yeah, that's anywhere. Unbel- that is yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, but yeah. but you, 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 when it, when it, when it was explained to me many many years ago. You'd think, oh, you know, fifty hundred to one, but then when sure. they said, no, nah, have a look at it, and yeah, they they were right, and yeah, famous book, the hole in one gang. Okay, wow. Daft, talk to us about the Super Bowl, buddy. Well, 
there's been a bit of movement around Kansas City again. They're two dollars. San Francisco a dollar eighty. So not much in that. The MVP, uh, Patrick Mahomes, is getting out to two thirty-five. Brock Purdy three. Christian McCaffrey five. Have a guess who our worst result is? Travis Kelsey. Yeah, sixteen dollars. It's still there. I don't know why. Um, I tell you, I found an over. If you go to the novelties. Uh, and obviously these are New South Wales only, and it's a $100 max bet. But there's a market there. There's a million markets on uh, Taylor Swift. But which quarter Taylor Swift is first shown on camera oh, during oh, the broadcast? Mate, it's can you get before? The first... It'll be before the anthem. Yep. It's, no, it's, this is specifically after the game starts. But $1.40, that's like picking up money off the ground. Wow. Mate, they're going to show her as soon as they can. Definitely. Yeah. So first yep. quarter, $1.40. Yep. Oh, and there's over under, over under how many Lovely. times during the game, and it's set at seven and a half. And the Throughout the entire game? Yeah, yeah. You know? yep. I, so you... I reckon it'll be more than that. Well, here's another one. Who will be the first person shown during the national anthem? Either Travis Kelsey, $1.30, or Taylor Swift, three thirty. <laughs> These markets are just wrong, I think. Oh, <laughs> my God. Oh, they'll have to go to the player. Yeah, I, I, I love the oh, one. Yeah. Not if she's singing it. No, no, if she's singing it, that's a fair point. <laughs> I was listening to a pod about that. By the way, I'm all over um, lime colour, lime Gatorade as well. Why? Are you? Yeah, it, it's due. Lime, lemon and lime. It hasn't the, been done since the yellow? Philadelphia New England Super Bowl. Nah, blue or red, Mido, every day of the week. Just on the Super Bowl, a few years ago now, it'll be, I don't know, eight or ten years ago, there was, and there might still be, but there was a market on um, how how long the national anthem would go for. Mm. And obviously, you guys know you have a look at who's singing it. They have their own version of it, and it can be extended, normally extended. So every bookie in the world put this market up, and they were absolutely smashed. Uh, and the reason being that the day before they had a, a dress rehearsal, <laughs> and whoever sang the the, uh, the national anthem, obviously they timed it. And just went crash, bang, wallop. The poor old defenceless bookies copped it again. <laughs> so they've stopped that now? No, I think you can bet on it. Yeah. But I think the dress rehearsal part of it, uh, they took that away <laughs> for obvious reasons. <laughs> oh, don't you love a punter? Uh, yeah. What else have we got? Uh, we've got well, we'll cricket. 2020 game tomorrow. Yeah, we've still only got the head-to-head up. We're just waiting for the finalised side. So clearly that'll be today. Dollar thirty Australia, three dollars fifty the Windies, and today speaking of cricket, we've got a couple of March, March, M- March one day cup matches. First gets underway at ten o'clock. Victoria a dollar sixty South Af- uh, South Australia. <laughs> 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 you throw me with all this. Oh, Kelsey we stuff. get it, Daph. Don't worry, we get it in this here. What Tay Tay does. Two dollars thirty uh, South Australia. I'll be glad when that game's over. And then uh, at two o'clock, Queensland a dollar seventy five. Tasmania two dollars. Yep. Yellow slash green Gatorade four dollars fifty. What price All is orange? It. Orange is uh, four dollars. Purple's and the favourite at three twenty five. Yeah, purple's favourite of the year. What about Lock clear? Uh, clear is eleven dollars. Oh, no yeah, I, I don't understand. Surely you're a party pooper if you have clear Gatorade. What's the point? No, nah, hmm. no one's having clear. No. Nah. All the big issues, Daff. Love it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. See you, boys. Josh Brillante from the Wanderers coming up shortly. Uh, there's some FA Cup on this morning, and Chelsea are 2-0 up at Aston Villa.
and uh, just 38 minutes gone in that FA Cup tie. And the other one is at half time between Nottingham Forest and Bristol City. And that is 1 1 there at half time in that match this morning. Uh, now, there was Asian Cup overnight as well, the second semi final. And the host nation, Qatar, has beaten Iran 3 2. In a thriller there, the winner scored in the 82nd minute. Iran had a player sent off in stoppage time as well. So it's Qatar and Jordan in the final of the Asian Cup. And uh, two sides uh, the Socceroos have had, you know, decent success against, particularly over, you know, World Cup qualification matches in recent times. So that's frustrating for Graham Arnold and the squad. Uh, but so be it. South Korea, our conquerors, also went out in the semi-finals of that tournament last night in the cricket. The women's uh, second one-day international between Australia and South Africa at North Sydney Oval was won by South Africa by 84 runs under the Duckworth Lewis method. They posted six for 229 in a rain-affected match, 45 overs allotted in the end, and Australia having been eight for 71 and in all sorts of trouble. Uh, were rescued to an extent by Kim Garth and Ash Gardner. They put on 77 for the ninth wicket, which is a record in women's one-day internationals for the ninth wicket, record partnership. Uh, but in the end, rolled for 149 in the 30th over. So a good result. South Africa's second-ever victory over Australia uh, after, of course, they got a victory in the T20 series earlier. They have the one-off test to be played next week in Perth after the third and deciding one-day international. Uh, I also see Vera Coley pop out for the third and fourth tests against mm. England. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, that's a shame, Mido, not only for Indian cricket, but I think you just miss seeing him, uh, not seeing him in that batting lineup. I think you just want to see him play. He's a, he's a brilliant batsman. Um, no doubt India will miss him, but yeah, he's obviously um, he's out for personal reasons, so as always in these circumstances, you just hope that everything's okay and you wish him well. Yeah, before the first test, the BCCI said certain personal situations demand his presence and undivided attention and, and the reports over there indicate he won't play at all yeah. uh, this series. But uh, they're hoping to get Ravindra Jadeja and KL Rahul, who missed the second test, they're tracking well for a return. Mm. Uh, but, I mean, if you're England, you're touring India and Vera Kohli's out. Oh, it's massive. And you're, you've already won a test match heading into the third test. I mean, how big's this test? Yeah, this is this is a monster. There's yeah. no doubt about it. <clears throat> Excuse me. India just pulled back some momentum, and uh, as we know, they're extremely hard to beat in their own backyard. So, yeah, this. Um, well, I think the toss is very important for this Test match as well. If if England can win the toss and bat first, um, and put a decent total on the board, that'd be that'd be huge for them. Um, again, as days go on, wicket deteriorates. It's all, it gets harder every single day over there. But it'll it'll do their confidence. England's confidence is world of good knowing there's no Virap in that 11 again. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's a, another example that, uh, you know, as much as you want to play every game you can for your country, there's, there's more important things. And when it comes to family, um, that's always a priority. Just got to figure out a deal to... A way to deal with Jasper Boomerah, who has 15 wickets for the well, series at 10.66. No, they're talking about resting him. There's a bit, I know, what? there's a bit of talk around Please. that they might rest him for this test match, which would be. You play him on any surface. Oh, no, I don't think it's about that. I, I think it's, I think their mindset must be 
we don't want him to break down. We can't afford mm. to lose him. But I actually reckon where the, where it sits right now, this test is so important. I think I'd rather him play this test. If he does get injured, so be it. I, I, I don't think you pull him out. Well, again, I'm not... It was great rest between this do. one and yeah, the next test. They don't play until next Thursday, yeah. the 15th. Yeah, I don't know Rajkot. why they're talking about it, Loz, but mm. to one or you just got momentum back. Uh, your best player in Virat Kohli's not playing. Mate, I'd be... I'd be sticking with him. I'd be, he'd be first pick for me. I don't care how tired he is. Don't train for the whole week or two weeks. Just be ready for the game. And same with K.O. Yeah. Raul and Jadeja. I'm doing everything I can to try and get them back. I reckon this game is massive for both teams. Yeah, Boomer would be playing this game. Has to be. It's in particular, with the rest between the yeah, second yeah. and third test. You think you'd be fine. You'd be fine. Anyway. Unless, he's, unless they're not saying anything and he's got mm. a niggle. Unless he's got something and they're just trying to keep that quiet so England don't find out. Who knows? Time to talk some A-League, and we're now joined by well, one of the competition's most experienced players, and the Western Sydney Wanderers are coming off a 4-3 loss to MacArthur, in which uh, Josh Berlante didn't play. Uh, he's played 12 games this season, though, and they host Newcastle Sunday. That's 5th v 10th on the ladder. Josh Berlante is joining us. Josh, very good morning to you. How are you? G'day, guys. How you going? Really well, thank you. Firstly, how's your coach been this week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's good. He's good. He's in, uh, everyone's in good speak, so hasn't really, nothing's really changed for us, to be honest. And Josh, yeah, go sorry, for it, but... after you, mate. After you, go for it. No, I was just going to say, Josh, you know, watching on, you know, to what extent do you feel his outburst is justified? Um, yeah, it's a... It's a you know, it's as a coach, it's always a difficult position. You know, he's he's um, he's a passionate guy, and I guess he's frustrated with with what was going to going on there. But um, you know, it's part of the sport, and it happens. And you know, us players just got to kind of you know take it on the chin and move on. Looking hard. Yeah, Josh, how hard is it as a player as well? I find you know anyone that certainly plays sport at any level. That frustration happens. You work so hard. You want to have success. And when things don't go to plan, it's it's hard to control those emotions. And I'm sure, um, you know, this week particularly, the players have got behind him. How's he been around the group? And is that important for you guys as a group? Could something like this bring you guys closer together? Yeah, I think so. I think in the game, you could see the fight and the togetherness that all the players had trying to battle it out. You know, obviously went player down. Um, it was a great thing to see. Um, and having that passion is important. Um, you know, it makes things exciting. And uh, like I said before, it's it's been a positive vibe here. Everyone's everyone's in uh, you know a good frame of mind, and we've been working hard, looking forward to the next game. You've got to move on quickly, otherwise uh, it becomes difficult the next game. Yeah, you're certainly right there, Josh. But how do you get that consistency you're after in your game? Because looking at your record, you go win, loss, win, loss. So how do you start to get consistency in your performance so you can string some wins together in a row? Yeah, that's it. We've definitely been um, you know, conscious of that. It's something that we've struggled with is the consistency of, of games, of winning games. And that's what we're trying to do uh, in the training week is try and perform well in training to, to keep that consistency of performing well in games. Um, if, if we if we knew exactly what it was, uh, we would have fixed it by now. But something we're continuing to, to walk to work towards. And is it something sort of different that pops up in different weeks, or is it the same thing, same pattern happening over and over again? No, it's hard. It's hard to put our finger on it because you know you play at different stadiums, different conditions, you know, different teams. 
play um, different styles. It's, right. it's not easy every week. You know, you, you think that playing maybe a, a lower team on the table is going to be an easy game, but I, I see it as the other way around, to be honest. And um, if you're looking at the table, it's, it's so tight. You know, we've gone from third to fifth over the weekend. Uh, so the table is so, so tight at the moment. You've seen a lot of clubs and setups in the A-League, Josh. How does, you know, this Wanderers regime under Marco Radan compare? Oh, it's a top. It's it's a top club. You know, the setup here is unbelievable. You have all the resources and and uh, everything you need to to be a top team. And the, the the guys at the club are so passionate about football and and want to want to do really well and succeed. So it goes a long way. You got the Jets this weekend. Where are their threats coming from? They got some uh, really good attackers. You know, they're they're a good young team as well. Got a lot of young players coming through. Um, you've seen them this year already have performed really well in some games against some of the bigger clubs. So it's a team you've got to be careful of. We had, again, I think it's been a part of our problem is making sure that these type of games we're on top of our game performing to the highest level. Tell us about the recent impact of Lachlan Brook, three goals in his past two matches. Yeah, he's got the talent the season really well then dropped off a little bit. He's come back in with with a good mindset and Scored a couple of goals in a couple of games now, so that's what we need is for him to keep doing that every game. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a big opportunity for those young players that come in to, to show their show their skill set. You, know, you spoke a bit about you know the way you look at the teams below you on the ladder and, and find that those even more difficult matches. I mean, just overall, what have you made of the standard on the pitch this season? Where if you look at the ladder, we see lots of teams in contention past the halfway point. That's it. I think it makes for an exciting league. You know, it's halfway through. The season, you don't know who's going to be in the next. So these next handful of games are going to be crucial. Um, but there's been plenty and plenty of goals this season, I think, from the get-go. There's a lot of the games have been, you know, 3-3, 4-3, 3-2, lots of goals. So I can only imagine, it's, as a fan, it would be exciting to watch. Well, Josh, looking forward to seeing how you bounce back against Newcastle on Sunday. Appreciate your time. Brilliant. Cheers, guys. Josh Brillante from the Wanderers and the market with tab for that match. That is 5 p.m. Sunday, Eastern Daylight Time, Paramount Plus, Western Sydney. The Wanderers are $1.58 favourites. The Jets are $4.75 and the draw is paying $4.50 for that one. Now we've got Mitch Manners not far away, Sky Racing's Gold Coast caller and just laws with the Fox. Foxy, mm. barrier one. Have you had any feedback from the stable? Is you know how forward she is? Obviously, had no. that beautiful jump out at Cranbourne. Was it last week? I know. I, I didn't check before? my emails yesterday. Okay, so I'm assuming well, there'll be an email back today. For I, I will report tomorrow, but I've got to have her in the multi. Pengilly put it straight on me. Okay, right, so already you. You found a scapegoat if things <laughs> well, don't go your way. Great. Well, well done. I, well, I don't have to put her in the multi. But no, you don't. It's Pengilly your multi. said that he is demanding it. Right, okay. So, so you've been strong-armed by... So I've been strong-armed by a journalist. By the, the mauler from <laughs> Again? <Engadine>. Yeah. <laughs> mm. He was holding me to ransom. <laughs> so, and, uh, anyway, I'll, I'll find something to put in with her. But I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how she returns. Because, as I've said... We've always, well, we've always, Trent and Natalie have always had a big well, opinion of She can clearly gallop. I mean, you know, she got to an Oaks. 
She provided us with the great entertainment that night after we'd been on a boat at a various establishment in Sydney when she won at Mooney Valley. Mooney Valley that night. Yeah. That was her best win, wasn't you it? You hate Mooney Valley. You loved it that night. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. She's welcome at Kelsey Lee's <laughs> birthday party anyway, Loz. <laughs> if with Pretty Wild. Go to plan. Actually, yeah, I got a text can... message here about Pretty Wild. Yeah, it, well, it's, it, it's been... It'll be... Uh, She's it's gone baking. to the breeding barn. Yes. So she'll be mm. probably serving later this year, I'd say. Mm. Uh, I forgot who texted that in. But also this text. Hi, guys. Saw Pup on the ESPN Cricket Show last night. Cha-ching. Interesting background right. in your office, mate. Have you actually read Larry Emder's book or was it just there for show? <laughs> That's from no. the Orange Spud. No. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't read any of these books in here. Um, uh, yeah. No, Laz is a beauty. Great fella, good friend. He sent it to me, but no, mm. haven't read it. Haven't opened it, to be honest. Did I see something on the weekend? <laughs> I don't, I'm not he, a reader, mate. I'm, I'm watching TV. I'm not reading. His daughter got married. Yes, I she saw did. that on the weekend. She did. Saw her on the Amazing TV. family, yes. Loz. Yep. You, you, you were right up with the gossip. Mate, balls, I love it. You? It's what happens when he doesn't <laughs> oh, drink. I, I told it. you. He's on the phone finding out what's going down. <laughs> mate, you got to keep your ear to the ground. <laughs> That's what this business is about. We're in the media business. <laughs> you know what he got away like? <laughs> We're in the entertainment you are, business. Hey, you are Kyle. Hey, you are Kyle today. You've got to find hey. out what's going on. You should definitely on the got to read the room, well. boys. Read the room. In hindsight, you got away scot-free, really. With the what? time you were snapped after having your <laughs> nose surgery. It's right. <laughs> the only time I've ever been in that match. Well, I, I think too. because, we, cause because yeah. you're a little bit vulnerable at the time, we, we sort of, you know, let that one through to the keeper a bit, when really we should have absolutely oh, hammered most you. Most definitely should have. Yeah. And that's he your chased, bad. Well, yeah. uh, but that's you know what he bad. did? Not mine. He, he rang the Daily Mail and <laughs> set the photographer I set it up. Up. Yeah, yeah, right. He's okay. not silly. It was his good side too. If, if, I, if I knew the photographer was there... I would have put on half a stink just to try and blow it up a little bit, you know, and then become possibly a future star of that magazine. Yeah, right. Because they would have continued to follow me because of the blow up, you know, and that would have built up my platform on social media. Yeah, yeah, you'd be a TikTok star by now. I could have been. You know, before I started radio, were you there at Bondi when Loz come for a No, beer? I wasn't there. Well, we went and had a drink, mm. and there was mm. media, there's photographers all over the road, right? Yeah. So. It's when you're in Bondi, the I lady at, The lady at the bars, like, oh, do you guys want to move? Loz's like, no way. I want to stay <laughs> no, right I'm here. here. Thank you. You're like, I'm back, baby. <laughs> the problem was, I had to change seat because I had yeah, my head. Yeah, you have to change. I know, it was the back were, of his I, head. I had my head sort of out the window. <laughs> But the paparazzi were sort of taking photos of my head. <laughs> so I sort of did the yeah. Mate, you move around here. <laughs> I went up to get a drink, actually. <laughs> I went up to get a drink. And then I said, oh, mate, I need to stretch my leg. Benny, can you just move around? So Lordy went, yeah, he didn't know what was happening. So he moved around. And I just positioned myself next to Pup. Because oh, yeah. you they could just... think this is anyone's head. Yeah, that's it. Well, yeah, they yeah, didn't yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Know, yeah, no. Only Loza. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no, you can't. Uh, we're can't, talking mate. about, you know, Loz, we're not watching much of Matt's. No. I, I've watched very little, but I saw oh, the incident with the God. with Come the on. bloke <laughs> who said his girlfriend was cheating on him and the way he got back at her. Anyway, we shouldn't. Yeah. This is a family show. Yeah, it is a family uh, show. Mitch Menners from Sky Racing, Gold Coast Caller. How are you, mate? Thanks, boys. Nice segue, that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ever thought about going on, Maths, Mitch? <laughs> oh, I'm not. I'm not, uh, I'm not sure how I can uh, I, I can start my little segment from that. But uh, 
No, no. One of our fellow colleagues, uh, Anthony Menton, went on the oh. show and uh, a few years ago. But um, no, not for me. Thanks. Yeah, no. Nah, don't bring up the war. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, okay. Now, as the oh, I see the first. <laughs> no, the first light towers have gone up there at the track of the Gold Coast. Great. Yeah. yeah great let's news. Let's get back on track, boys. Um, yeah. The, the first uh, first fittings of the light towers have gone up here at the Gold Coast. So there's uh, there's five up in total at the moment. There's still plenty more to go. A couple of major towers to go to the grandstand side of the track, but piece by piece, it's coming together. It, you can now start to see the skyline look a little bit different uh, coming along uh, Ashmore Road at the back of sort of Harvey Norman where uh, it was uh, you sort of couldn't see the track, but now you can see the light towers. So it's all sort of starting to come together, that sort of process after, you know, the renovation work on the course proper, a couple of weeks off on the course proper this week with racing on the poly while just some renovation work continues out after the sand slick grooving after the Magic Millions. But we'll be back on track on the on the 24th of February. And at this stage, tentatively, uh, the first night meeting, which would be run as a twilight, is April 27, a Saturday afternoon evening fixture. And that'll be a somewhat of a testing of the lights to make sure that they adapt well under, under race conditions. So probably two or three races under, under full lights. Um, and, and then the, the major meeting or the, the the real launch of the night racing here on the Gold Coast will be Friday, May 24, which will be a, a million-dollar Magic Millions two-year-old classic race over a thousand metres. So uh, it'll it'll happen quick when it when when the lights do uh, get switched on. But um, there's just a couple of dates for our listeners to sort of keep keep a track of. But um, yeah, at this stage we've we've earmarked April 27 as a kickoff point. What's going on with Damien Thornton? Yes, it was a quick trip back to Melbourne. He he was very successful in his stint here in Brisbane. And uh, he he thought he'd go back to, to Victoria to to get his uh, toe back in the water down there. And at the same time, Ben Thompson has got this lucrative contract to go to Hong Kong. So a, a real opening has uh, sort of come his way that Damien can straight back into the Brisbane jockeys ranks he's sort of currently in the you know top three top five riders in Brisbane before he left for Melbourne so and uh, hearing from his manager Ryan Roberts that it, it it's probably more so a permanent move now he he was very successful in his stint here and it, it was only meant to be a three-month stint which ended up being nine months and of course uh, won the the size on Safrado. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he was narrowly beaten in one of the Magic Millions races during the carnival um, so yeah, look look forward to seeing Damien uh, more more often than not in the form guides in Queensland, and he does travel everywhere. He'll be at you know Gatton today. He's, he's on one in the first out there, so uh, he's he's a welcome addition to the ranks. And as I said, it's, it's probably going to be more of a permanent move now. Do you have a tip for us at Gatton today? Yes, yes, you've you've got me on a Thursday, but uh, let's find a winner. I'd like this horse in the fourth race, due diligence. Uh, looks like a bit of a setup here. The blinkers go back on. He dropped back to thirteen hundred metres at Coffs Harbour last time around and was was pretty good there. The rise to fourteen hundred metres today will be uh, more beneficial for him. As I said, the blinkers go on. They found Ryan Maloney at Gatton, which is rare. He's only got two rides. One for David Van Dyke, one for Paul Shaler. Paul recently making the move to the Gold Coast and watch his team start to build up and get going very quickly. 
And I thought the favourite was vulnerable at 1,400 metres and you've got to take 250 about it. So due diligence in the fourth race today around that $4 mark uh, will be our, uh, our tip for this afternoon. Okay, race four, number three at Gatton. Due diligence, Ryan Maloney, Paul Shaler, $4 as Mitch mentioned. Mate, thank you very much. Thanks, boys.